It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figure it out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions. You are Locked On Packers. Your daily podcast on the Green Bay Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team. Every day. And you are Locked On Packers. Hello, this is Bill Huber, the publisher of PackerReport.com, part of the Scout.com and CBS Sports.com networks. It's Monday, and I hope you had a great weekend. I hope you don't live around here. I live in Green Bay, obviously. It's like rain nonstop for four days. I mean, not like downpours, but it's already soaked because the snow is melting and the frost is out. Now it's just, it's like it's a marsh. And every time you let the dogs in, you got to go wash their feet off. And, you know, God forbid they go play and they get muddy and they get a bath. The dogs bathe more than I do. <laughs> so, I'm sick of it. Anyway, that's, uh, that's life in the spring. Uh, some, some minor news here. But before we get into the minor news of the day, I'd like to remind you to check out the rest of the great Locked On podcast network, which includes Locked On NFL Draft, Locked On NFL, and Locked On Fantasy. And, of course, please check out my website, PackerReport.com, where I am in the middle of an all-Packers seven-round mock draft. Not really predictions, but I'm trying to chart a path to show you how the Packers can fix all the things that are wrong with their eight draft picks. So if I, if I bat 100% the knees, the Packers will go to the Super Bowl, and Ted Thompson will have to hire me in an advisement role, which would be great. So that's over at PackerReport.com. And I still think we have the deal, too. If you sign up for one month over at Packer Report, I will buy two months for you. Just sign up for the one month and then type in the coupon code FA2017, F for free, A for agency, 2017. You buy one month, I buy two. They get you through the draft, get you through, through OTAs, get you through mini camps. So a lot of Packers coverage for a small price. All right, to the minor news. The NFL owners' meetings start in Phoenix. I am not there. I am in, in Green Bay washing dogs. Um, WBAY-TV, Chris Roth caught up with Mark Murphy down in Phoenix. Chris Roth has a good job. He's in Phoenix. I'm in Green Bay. Good for Chris. Um, Chris talked to Mark Murphy about free agency and the guys they lost compared to the guys they signed. You can check that out over at WBAY.com. Um, the quote here from Mark Murphy, you have to look at each player and what are you comfortable paying. There are certain players that other teams are willing to pay more than we thought was reasonable, which is obviously what you think all along there. And if that was an awkward pause, my seven-year-old just came down and informed me that he was sick and didn't want to go to school. So um, back to Mark Murphy here. Um, put out by, by Chris... And a good, you know, I, didn't, I never even looked this up. And I'm Mr. Stats guy. Packers have signed four guys this offseason. That is the most since 2006. Of course, that would be tight ends. Martellus Bennett, Lance Kendricks, cornerback Devon House, linebacker, or linebacker, defensive lineman Ricky Jean Francois. The most since 2006. 
Here's more Murphy from, on, on that topic. It's not that we are opposed to bringing in players, but it has to be the right fit. I'm pleased. I think we've helped ourselves at a number of positions. And obviously with the draft coming up, it's another opportunity to help ourselves. So some, the big deal in the, at the owners' meetings this time will be the Raiders' proposed move to Las Vegas, which, from what I read, seems to be a done deal. So you're going to have the... God, there's way too many teams moving around. It's annoying. Got the will be Las Vegas Raiders. You'll have the Los Angeles Chargers, which is really weird. And the Los Angeles Rams, which isn't quite so weird because they were the Los Angeles Rams when I was a kid. But and another rule change: instant replay. The uh, referees will no more or no longer trot on over to the sideline and look at a little TV monitor under a hood. Rather, they'll be using a tablet. And consulting with the league office, and in, in the final decision will be made by the officiating office in New York with input from the referees and Murphy, and I, and I assume that will pass as well. And there's also a uh, some a possibility to unbelievably decrease commercial time to shorten the length of games. And who wouldn't who wouldn't like that? Now, when I'm at the games, I kind of like commercial time because it, it's more downtime to to write. So, actually, I don't mind commercial breaks, but I, I can certainly, man, you watch those games at home, and it's like, it's the worst thing in the world where, you know, a team scores, they go to commercial. They kick it off, and then they go to commercial, and then their team gets the ball. Man, God almighty, it's, it's really hard to watch. So, hopefully, let me figure, is the NFL going to cut itself out of revenue by cutting back on commercial time? Well, no, they probably will just jack up the rates in the commercials, and everything will be just fine, so... Those are a few of the things going on at the owners' meetings. Again, if you want more on that story, check out Chris Roth's story, Chris Roth's story over at WBAY.com. And more minor news here. Go over to PackersNews.com. You can read Michael Cohen's story on this. Packers cornerback McIntyre Dorland arrested over the weekend in Cedar Falls, Iowa. Cedar Falls is the home of Northern Iowa, where he played football. Um, this seems to be much to do about nothing. If you uh, read the police report here, and uh, God bless Dorland. He actually talked talked to Michael Cohen about this. <laughs> but, jeez, I got arrested. I'm going to go talk to a reporter about it. So um, you can go read the story there. Um, Dorland was cited for interference. Um, former Northern Iowa teammate and cornerback who now plays for the Bears, DeAndre Hall. He was cited for disorderly conduct. Public intoxication interference. Dorland just seems to be kind of intervene, intervening here. I will, uh, I'll, I will read one of the quotes here. You can actually you can read the whole story over at PackersNews.com. The bouncer at the front door, he wasn't letting us in, Dorland said. He forced me out. Then DeAndre saw it, and there was a little shoving, like other guys, too, that we were hanging out with. Then the police came. They just had to separate us. They took me and DeAndre, not away, but they drove us off just because there was a scene. We ended up driving away downtown. Then we got let go. That was really it. Nothing else really happened from what I know. So, uh, you know, he's a really smart guy. Um, and he's one of the guys his reporter that you pull for because the uh, secondary room is short on really good guys to talk to. So you hope Drolian pans out. But if you're a smart guy, and you are an undrafted free agent who made the team, despite being hurt, and then you got hurt again, and you know they're going to draft corners, I would suggest you stay out of trouble. 
even little minor trouble like this, I would suggest this is not the way to go. You're probably already fighting an uphill battle to make the team um, at a bad position group that they're going to reinforce with another class of rookies. That's uh, that's my word of advice. Um, then again, alcohol sometimes make me sometimes alcohol diminishes a person's intelligence, which may be the case here. But again, this this seems like much ado about nothing. If your company is interested in speaking directly to Packers fans, you could be right here in this podcast. Sponsor Locked On Packers, and your company will reach a passionate 98% male audience that is 78% between the ages of 18 to 44 and 75% from 25 to 54. And recent studies have shown that podcast listeners are 65% more likely to interact with sponsors and other forms of media. Get your company great exposure right here on Locked On Packers. Our rates are very reasonable and based solely on the number of listeners, so you get your value. Email me at packwriter2002 at yahoo.com to get started today. Once again, that is packwriter2002 at yahoo.com to get started for your company on Lockdown Packers. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org slash catalyst. All right, it's mock draft season. Now that we're past the combine here, I think these are kind of solidifying a bit. And I, you know, I know the pro days are going on. And I, I used to make a big deal out of pro days, and I haven't done it this year. One, free agency was just a grind. Um, usually, the Packers have their big guys signed, and they don't sign anybody. And basically, I blow off free agency. You know, because Ted Thompson blows off free agency, I always felt like I could blow it off too. Um, but it's been a they have not cooperated, so I've been too busy doing free agency and really haven't hit the pro days. Um, one interesting mock draft here from NFL.com, Bucky Brooks, the former NFL player and analyst over there. He has Christian McCaffrey, the Stanford running back. I think this is twice he's had McCaffrey to Green Bay. Um, this was came out over the weekend. I talked to a scout on Friday about McCaffrey. And uh, he's not, not a Packers scout, obviously. Um he thought there might be something to it. And this is before this mock came out. I just asked him, what do you think about McCaffrey? And he said he wouldn't be surprised if Green Bay took him if he was there. I thought that was interesting. Um, you know, who, who knows at this time of year, right? And you know, anything that Scott from the team I saw or talked to saw maybe all for show. I mean, there's so much subterfuge this time of year. Um, I talked about this over at Pack Report last night. I have a, a story up over there. On the surface, this just is, come on, right? I mean, this is this this is a mock draft to be mocked on, on the surface. I mean, yeah, they need a running back, but they need a guard. They need a cornerback. They need pass rushers. Um, maybe you're not sold at inside linebacker. You you need you need guys. You don't need a running back in the first round. You got Ty Montgomery. You can get it. You know, it's a good running back draft. You can get a guy in the fourth or whatever. I will say this though. And my friend Eric Galco from Optimus Scouting, he's got a really good draft guide. I would, uh, if you're if you're into spending some money on draft guides, Eric's is ten bucks, 
And he's got some. He's got all the. You know, he's got all the scouting reports like every other draft guy's got. But he's also got some really good research things. And one of those was on running backs. And he used he took their eight, top eight running backs, and McCaffrey's in that group, and ranked them on a number of carries with eight man boxes compared to amount of carries. You know, basically. Are guys running into a stack box, or are they running because it's a spread offense? Are they running against a letter box? It's kind of, it adds some context to yards per carry. So I won't tell you the whole thing. You can either read my story, which tells some of it, or you can go buy Eric's draft guide. You can read all of it. Um, of their of his of Optimus Gardening's top eight backs, the only guy who ran against more eight man boxes was LSU's Leonard Fournette. Obviously, Fournette's a big guy. I mean, he is a um, he's an NFL running back. I mean, there is it's and he's, he's not in there to pass the ball. I mean, LSU doesn't run doesn't run the spread offense. When Fournette's in the game, everybody in the world knew that he was going to get the ball, and therefore he ran into a bunch of stack boxes. Number two on the list of stack boxes, McCaffrey. More than um, you know the Oklahoma guys, more than Delvin Cook, more than anybody. Besides Fournette, McCaffrey was number two on the list. So I thought that was interesting. Where, look, first of all, he runs a pro style offense. You know, him and Cook and uh, Fournette ran. Really, they're the backs and straps ran out of pro style offense. Everybody else is out of the spread. A lot of shotgun, a lot of spread. Uh, McCaffrey ran in a pro style offense. He ran against a lot of stat boxes. And for a 202 pound guy, he ran a lot between the tackles. Um, basically middle of the pack among those eight backs. But he's not but he's also the lightest of those eights. So, I mean he he ran an NFL playbook style running game and succeeded. I so I, I thought that was really interesting. So if you're Green Bay, I thought all along, yeah they have to get a running back. No question. They have to get a complimentary guy. They've got to get you know the big guy. You know, of course, you know, the Packers have always liked big guys. I mean, Eddie Lacy, you know, James Sarks is 6'2", 220. They've always liked big guys. Um, but maybe they're deviating from that. You know, ultimately, Don, they, they bring up Don Jackson from the practice squad. He's not a big guy. Um, the year before, they brought up John Crockett from the practice squad. He's not a big guy. Um, so maybe they're deviating well, maybe they're just, maybe those are just luxury, not luxury, but uh, settings convenient since they're on the practice squad already. Um, but maybe they're getting away from the big guy stuff. Um, I would say probably, I would think probably not because it is Lambeau Field and it is bad weather. And I think there's value in being a big north and south kind of runner. But that said, um, Montgomery is obviously a big-ish guy. I, I don't know if he runs big. Or if he can run big for 16 games, and I don't, I don't know if McCaffrey can, but it, just imagine what you could do here with these two guys. I mean, the, the I mean, really, you can let your position, you can let your imagination run wild. Uh, you know, besides the obvious things, you know, McCarthy's always liked that full house backfield, the inverted wishbone, and you know, he would often do it with, you know, two fullbacks and one running back. Um, you know, they, they ran a bit. With um, Aaron Ripkowski, Joe Carriage at fullback, and then you know Montgomery or whoever is the running back. Imagine though, Aaron Ripkowski as the fullback, and then Montgomery and, and um, 
McCaffrey as the running backs. You could do that in the full house backfield. Then the very next play without switching. Now, now that is a a low the box um, formation for a defense. So what if you bring that out on first and ten? How's the defense respond to that personal package? Because then on second down, you don't substitute, but now you put Montgomery McCaffrey at wide receiver with uh, Rubkowski as a lone back. That is matchup problems, all caps. So that is a very interesting thing. Is that a luxury pick? Yes, it is. This is and it is a big-time luxury pick, but he is McCaffrey is so damn good. I mean, he, if, you, if you look at, uh, you know, Pro Football Focus has their own draft guy, too, with some of their stats, really good stuff there, too. I mean, he's, you know, toward the top of the class and, and forcing missed tackles. Obviously, an elite receiver. Um, unlike a lot of the running backs in this draft, too, McCaffrey doesn't have a serious case of fumbleitis. Don't overlook that. Not a great pass protector. You know, can Montgomery and McCaffrey handle 15 carries a game? No, probably not, but they can probably handle 10. You get 10 from those guys. You know, you give Rupkowski a few, you're up to 23, 24 carries. Um, you know, on a, maybe one game you can give, you know, 12 or 13 each. But, man, the, the options are limitless. And you know what? And if, you, if you're going to go a two, two-headed backfield, you probably don't need a guy who can average 15 to 20 carries a game. You could probably split it up 10 and 12 apiece and it'd be perfectly good. So an interesting uh, prediction by Bucky Brooks. I, I just have a hard time seeing it. Just because, I think maybe it's because I'm so, I don't want to say jaded, I'm so used to being in big back mode where you know I don't even scout a lot of these guys. Or I say, I'm not a scout. I, I talk to scouts. That's why I get my information. I am, I am not a scout. I, I look at stats. And I talk to people. You know, for years, I don't even look at these little guys. Not that McCaffrey's a little guy, but, but you know, it, it's, it's an interesting, interesting projection. And, I, and I, again, I'm hesitant to go all in on it because I'm so used to thinking if you're going to draft a guy in your Green Bay, you're, you're going to go for 225 pounds. But who knows? That if you're McCarthy, that's a lot of versatility that you've got on offense. And you've got those two running backs. You've got a three tight ends. Obviously, your receiver core is still damn good. You've got a lot of weapons. And that will do it for this episode of Lockdown Packers. Thank you, as always, for listening. I truly appreciate it. Stay dry, and I will talk to you tomorrow. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org slash catalyst. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Podcast Network, but why stop now? Check out the daily Locked On Podcast Network for your favorite NHL team. Find it right now in your favorite podcast app, and be sure to subscribe or follow so you never miss an episode. The Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.